Rebecca. Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Eddie coming to you live from Orange County, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Go to resurrectministry.com. Go to resurrectministry.com. I didn't know if you were finished with, with your version. I have. Oh, one. you have your. Oh, you have your. Yeah, oh. see? <laughs> I am now wearing a lapel mic. Anyways, <laughs> resurrectministry.com, where you can find all of our content, not only past shows from this podcast, but also Andy's Fearless Man podcast, the articles I write for the Christian Post, my show on His Glory called Remnant Rising that I do with Alejandro Bistrian. And we have a whole bunch of resources for you to draw closer to Christ in your walk with him. Let's say you don't um, go to our church, you're not yet comfortable, or you don't have any Christian friends. We hope that you have everything you need to develop a personal, relational um, uh, bond with Christ. So uh, check out the content and also drop us a line if you're so interested, have a question, want to send a prayer request or to pray for us. We always love that. And um, if you care to donate, um, there is a partner donate button, and we'd appreciate a contribution for the production of this and our other media, whatever uh, comes to your heart. Absolutely. And uh, just like Kate. <laughs> Kate's got a picture of the queen. Yes, of course. Australia is, um, what is the word for that? They have an association with the UK. They were originally, actually, they were originally a prison. Yes, Kate, Kate uh, will tell us. There's a word. It's <laughs> escaping me right yeah, now. Same with Canada. Canada and a couple other. China used to be. And it's not a province. That's what's up in Canada. Commonwealth. Is it Commonwealth? Uh, yeah. Kate said. Oh, Commonwealth. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what? You got you to gotta admit that. Um, uh, hold on. I'm going to get rid of the frame here. Um, you got to admit that. Whether you, however you feel about the monarchy and in all the other stuff, um, the Queen of England, um, you know, had, has been through it all. Oh, yes, yes, it literally. All, right, I mean, but it, from a leadership a position, piece of She's history. Been, I forget how many presidents, fifteen presidents, or something like that. Twenty, I don't know. A lot of presidents, um, been through uh, like five popes. And yet she has constantly been it's pretty amazing. Uh, in the monarchy of uh, for the UK. Um, and so just such a legacy and, a, and such a history that that, uh, that she has. She's an icon. Yes. Yeah, whether you like her or not, it, it, she's an icon. Um, and I'm not saying one way or another. I, I think that there was some history there that uh, was made. There were some uh, amazing things that she was a part of, including uh, helping out during World War II uh, before when she was a princess. She drove an uh, ambulance and drove some trucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really, I mean, she got out there with the people yeah. to help out. Yeah, no doubt she's done amazing things in her life. And just to think, her mentor when she first became queen was uh, Winston Churchill. You just think of that. <laughs> Pretty the cool. The woman died today, and her mentor, was living mentor, they worked together. He helped her through the beginning uh, at, when she was 25 years old uh, to be queen. So uh, just a lot, a lot of history there. Uh, but like I was going to say is that uh, make sure and comment and let us know that you're watching just like uh, Kate is and Lisa saying hi uh, and, and answer questions that we may have that we don't know that have the, the, you know, the answers right off the tip of our tongue. We appreciate Kate uh, helping us with that. Ira says, hello, everyone. She's been MIA. What were you in the jungle of Vietnam? No. Uh, where have you been? What's been going on? Tell us a little about what's uh, been going on with you, Iris. Why have you been missing in action? Uh, and Kate says, what? You suddenly, you suddenly move over to me. 
I wanted you, you to help out. You, you moved over? Yes. You took the pad? You're like, I'm in charge of the... Okay, so finish your job, lovey. <laughs> I'm just a prop. Yes. She's beautiful, like my wife. Oh. oh I just didn't want to ruin the... Uh, yeah. Even uh -huh. you moving your mouth. Uh, a strong faith in God and a dedicated leader. Very sad. Yeah. Especially when um, we don't know who, uh, we're in store who for. the king, what he's going to bring to this uh, this world. I'm, I'm looking forward to our show we're going to do together. Yes. I call dibs oh. on your interview. If uh, if you didn't know, um, Hedy has a connection to uh, the Then king. Prince Charles, now the, King now Charles. King, now King Charles. You have a little connection there. Yes. You didn't almost become the queen, did you? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not that. But I have met him personally, had tea with him, have a couple pictures but, with him on my website. Yeah. Yes, hosted an event for him when I was a Muslim. But uh, yeah, I, I, I can't wait to hear some of your thoughts. We had a little discussion earlier, and um, and I'm looking forward to that that interview. So okay. Just so you know, don't let me down. Nope. I got to just make sure we're not liable. Saying the wrong thing. <laughs> uh, Iris says, I was hiding out in my son's house during the heat. Nice, cool house, bad Wi-Fi, and cell phone coverage. Oh. <laughs> Probably an ideal set of circumstances, yeah. Iris. If you have to make a choice, I think she made the right choice. Yes. Stay cool, regardless of the Wi-Fi. Who really cares? You know, I had this interesting um, uh, inspiration. I started to buy paper books and thought it was weird and thought to myself, well, I this is how I know it was the Holy Spirit. I had that weird discussion that you have in your head where your head mm -hmm. says, well, why would I need that? I could just buy the Kindle version. Everything is digital. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, you need paper books. There's times when there's not going to be any power, like stock up on paper books. And so I've, I'm back to buying paper books. Yeah. If we don't have power, like what we don't have here in California, um, we're not going to have internet. Yes. You're not going to have cars. <laughs> well, we will keep our cars. Yeah, we're keeping our cars. So we can at least go somewhere with a full tank and a five-gallon little portable one. All right. So people didn't come here for the Andy Falco show, Hedia. Yeah. They came here for the, the devotional. And it's called Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> I'm with the Virgin laughing. Okay, calm. Let's read this. Uh, September 8th, uh, uh, the reference is Hosea. 14.8, which, which a portion of it says, your fruitfulness comes from me. Amen. Charles says, our fruit is a direct result of our union with God. And since the fruit of the branch is directly traceable to the root, when the connection is severed, the branch dies and no fruit is produced. By virtue of our union with Christ, we bring forth fruit. And just as each bunch of grapes began in the root, passed through the stem flowed through the sap veins, and is finally fashioned into external fruit, every good work is first in Christ before being brought forth externally in us. Deep thought. Is that pretty cool? That is very deep. I really like the way Ch Charles Chuck put this. Dear Christian, greatly value your precious union to Christ, for it is the source of all the fruit fruitfulness you can hope to know. If you were not joined to Jesus Christ, you would be an extremely barren branch. <laughs> Our fruit is a direct result of God's sovereignty. When the dew falls from heaven, when a cloud looks down from above and is about to distill its liquid treasure, 
And when the bright sun increases the fruit in a cluster, each heavenly blessing could whisper to the tree and say, your fruitfulness comes from me. Mm. Yes, the fruit owes much to the root, which is essential to its fruitfulness. But it is, but it also owes much to external influences. Thus, considering how much we owe to God's sovereign grace, it is his grace that constantly provides us with life, guidance, comfort, strength, and anything else we need. We owe all our usefulness and God goodness to his grace. Our fruit is a direct result of God's wise gardening. The gardener's pruning knife promotes the fruitfulness of the vine by thinning clusters and cutting off excess shoots. It is the same, dear Christian. When the pruning the Lord gives you, Jesus says, said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Thus, since God is the author of all our spirit, spiritual gifts of grace, may we give him all the glory of our salvation. Amen. Amen. Wow. I have a whole new appreciation for this, I am the vine, you are the branches, understanding. Yeah. Because it was that one line where he says that all of our acts, all of our fruitfulness, um, every good work is first in Christ being before it's brought externally in us. So I have this image as a woman, when you've ever had to go through fertility treatments or what, what have you, um, the doctor does an ultrasound of your ovaries and shows you how many eggs you have. So they're all like stored up in there you know, hundreds, thousands of them. Mm. Uh, and I had a similar imagery where uh, if you think of the roots having all of, like everything that Christ wants done in the earth are like these little cells that are all gathered in there. And through each branch that comes to its right time, he sends them up through those branches and they become fruits, kind of like as the ovaries fall down to mm. when during procreation. I just have this, this image now of, oh, wow. Like, and we've, t- we've been told so in so many ways this in the Bible that everything comes from him and he's already planned what we're going to do from b- before creation. So now picturing them as these little like eggs that are the, the little seeds, they're basically little seeds that only come out once that branch has come to maturity. And if that branch is doesn't have enough water and doesn't have enough food or has excess leaves that are dying, the gardener comes and prunes them. The Lord's like, okay, that's going to mess you up. And I'm, you're not going to be able to bear the fruit that I need you to bear. So I'm going to cut that off. Mm. How many times have we felt things like literally cut off from us and we mourn them or we're upset about them. And we don't realize that that is so that we bear fruit. So ultimately that seed will make its way to the right branch and bear the product that he's looking for. It just gives me a new appreciation mm-hmm. for the fact that it all truly originates with him. We have no original, that if we just allow that process to go forth, we don't have to think of the things that we are supposed to be doing. He will send them our way. And the ones that aren't the, from him, he will cut off. As long as, you know, we're surrendered enough to appreciate it. Right. Wow. 
That was a good description. I just saw this big tree and I saw these little seeds. And it was really. You saw an ovary. It's ovaries. So, because I remembered, I went through that, you know, because yeah. then they tell you, like, oh, you got only three left, or so, you know, no, you got some eggs, you know. So it's like as you get older, they're kind of like, well, this is not looking so good here, you know. These eggs are kind of. <laughs> Iris is laughing at me. I don't know if you got the fertility treatment out there, folks, but it could be a pretty depressing process. But Christ, of course, has abundant little eggs in there, waiting, little fruits waiting for us, but. Uh, we just have to surrender that process and really uh, internalize the fact that we are, we are these branches and we will bear the fruit that we're meant to if we allow him to be in control of that process. So of course I've seen the apple tree. When I think of yes. fruit, I think of an apple tree. And the, on each one of the apples is one that's labeled like that, that came from God that was nurtured through everything, the, the nutrients in the soil to the sun, to the, the water. Um, and that one is labeled love for your wife. Another apple is labeled love for your children. Another apple is uh, giving to somebody who needs your gift. Um, making the devotional. All, those are all the fruit. Making a devotional. Read, uh, read um, uh, individual verses uh, with your spouse in the morning. Those are all fruits, right? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's a really good visual. Isn't it? I, you know, and you know how much I like visuals. Yes. I need <laughs> That was just for you. Well, because it, I don't know. We hear these things. <laughs> we hear these. Oh, you got to tell us what you're laughing at then. But we hear these things that uh, we hear them over and over again. And in, in it, for me, sometimes they just click. Hmm. And sometimes you only understand them somewhat superficially. Oh, I'm the vine and the branches. You're like, oh, cute analogy. But uh, when it comes to life, it has a it has a new meaning. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and, and then you know, like, um, oh yeah, that's some of the stuff we were talking about. Earlier. Oh, the Andy Falco show. <laughs> okay. Um, what um, you know? Also, I thought about what happens when a plant is not in a in in a, in a plant that requires sunlight that's not in a well lit area they go Ooh, right you know, we're actually all mopey you know when it's not um we've been those mopey those, those almost dying branches <laughs> not growing from the light of 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 god yeah not, not growing from his uh, nutrients and the things that he gives you through being in his word that i've walked around as that person unshaven hairs messed up like in the morning i got my my pillow mohawk that I, that I create every night. I don't know how I do that every night. Every night, every morning. I wake it's the up Shamu. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Iris is telling us that she uh, has her one tattoo is John 15, 5 through 7, a cross with a vine. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. That's awesome. And then Lisa says. John 3, 6, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Mm. Amen. Good one. Where else, if, if we weren't doing, I mean, again, we're fortunate. We have all the, all the stuff we do. We go to, you know, um, the life group on Mondays. We will occasionally go to Mariama's for the home church. Uh, we now are coming up to our next home church. We have a devotional we do every day, that kind of stuff. Is there, I mean, those are all pretty, I think we're pretty lucky that we have those things Absolutely. available to us. 
where would somebody who's watching to begin with? Where, what's one of the first things do you think that somebody should go besides church on Sunday? That's a given. Right. Um, what, what, what should they do to get fed, to get the nutrients and the sun? from? I, I think a serious Bible study, a life group, mm. you know, that does a serious Bible study. I, I met a, a young lady uh, who was an esthetician, and she told me, she's like, yeah, I used to go to Bible study. We did precepts with Kay Arthur, which mm-hmm. is the one I do. Oh. And I was like, oh, my goodness, you've done it too. She's like, yeah, there's nothing like the precept because it's deep. You know, it's a really intense Bible study, tons of homework. I just think that, you know, really learning the word with a group of friends, doing life with a group of uh, Christians that you walk with. As I mentioned in my, the beginning of my walk, my friends were all virtual online and through the phone. But I, I don't know if I could have made it without them. Wow. It was they they made my crooked path straight. Some to holy warriors. That's awesome. Hello, Michael Nicholson. Nice to uh, meet you. Um, do you know Michael? No, and he says he loves us. I know. Oh, thank you. I, we love you too. If you if you fill up to it and you're able to, would you just tell us a little bit more about who you are, how you found out about us, how you found you, us, where you're from, uh, maybe a little bit about what your walk is and where you're at. Uh, on your walk with God. Uh, Lisa says to be in the word themselves every day. Now that's an, I mean, that would be an obvious one, Lisa, and I'm, and I'm with you, but that was the hardest. I don't know why. I I mean, I have, unless, and I I know this is going to sound incredibly horrible, but uh, when I was a magician and was really into magic and learning about magic, I I could read an entire magic book in the, you know, sometimes thin, sometimes they're fairly thick. I, I could read that, sit down and just read it and and, and not want to put it down. Um, if there's other subjects that, you know, I come across, maybe a book about Wayne Gretzky or something like that, I, I would sit down and read that entire book because I'm totally interested. This sounds horrible, but I always, as, as long as I can remember, I've always had difficulty reading the Bible. Now, I'm fortunate that you and I, uh, following Jack Hibbs uh, prompting, uh, I began reading the Bible uh alternating reading verses through the Bible, which is that that's the best yet for me reading the Bible. That's awesome. Um, But uh, it's just, uh, wow. I think because I always started at Genesis that may have been, I've heard other people say, never start with Genesis. (laughs) As Lisa says, she started with the book of John over and over. That's what, that's where most people recommend. I, Uh, the Lord prompted me to read Romans and and Acts. mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I highly suggest people doing the one year Bible. That was the best way for me to get through the Bible cover to cover. Mm. It, w- it, it was an f- amazing exercise. I loved it. I learned so much. I heard so much from the Lord that way, too. Right. Michael says he watches the recordings. Oh, nice. neat. Very good. Uh, Kate says, It's hard to find a home group that believes in the rapture. Mm. Just found out our church is NARS. Oh, <laughs> that is fascinating. I actually did. I found out my first church was NARS. I didn't know. They don't admit that, but um, New Apostolic Re- Reformation. It's somewhat controversial. Uh, but there's a lot of online life groups, too. Uh, even our church, even Jack's church. Uh, uh, Kate has started a, uh, online versions of their life groups. And our Bible studies are intense. Cavalry, Chapel Chino yep. Hills Bible studies are very intense. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lisa says? One-year Bible, yes. Yeah. Iris said she's doing that now. It's her second year. Very cool. And Michael? 
saw me on uh, the uh, podcast with Jack. Yes, that darn podcast. It, it brought darn. Us, yes, it just brought us so many fantastic viewers. podcast. <laughs> I loved it. This is meeting it in a bad way. That's uh, it was awesome. It's done um, a lot for um, you know bringing people to our podcast. Yes, and absolutely. Very much. Thank you, Michael, for joining us, and thank you for the kind words. We really appreciate it very much. Now, tell us about yourself. About about who you you're obviously a fan of Jack Hibbs. Do you go to church? Have we run across you at church? You know, this is one of the worst parts. Is that it's quite possible that we've sat next to each other and we've shaken hands. No, nope. I don't think I remember. <laughs> That's always the worst. Like, oh yeah, I was sitting next to you last <laughs> week and we said hi and uh, we exchanged phone numbers. Like, oh, I forgot about that. Sorry, uh, Lisa says. And that's how she found uh, us too. Very cool. See, I think that's how Iris found us too. An amazing right? podcast, especially the first one. How how awesome was that? Just so Just being, it was like what Jack year and a half first podcast. It was a year and a half in the making. Remember? And yeah, took a long time. Yeah. We just didn't think it would happen, and then we recorded yeah. it, and then it would, wasn't coming out. And we're like, whoa, I wonder if this is ever going to happen, and it just, bam. Perfect timing. Yeah, it God's was awesome. Perfect timing. And, okay. Um, anything else? Any other thoughts on? Mine was, I, you know, I had all these little, like, stops and starts. You know, I ran into, somebody ran in, you know, came up to me and says, Andy, uh, Jesus loves you. What? That's weird. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> and then that led to some scripture and led to this this first seed that was slowly glowing, growing. I'd go into the shade and the shadow for a little while, and then it would start to die. And then I'd come out back in the sun, it would start to grow. And this kind of happened over several years. And then another man uh, approached me. He was the landlord for one of my build, buildings over in Brea. And uh, we were out in the parking lot talking. And he says, hey, do you know, do you know Jesus? And I go, met know, him a couple times, mean, uh, Jesus Christ or Jesus, who does the long. <laughs> and he goes, no, Jesus. And he goes, you should come to our men's Bible study over at uh, your Belinda Friends Church. And I said, oh, I go to your Belinda's, your Belinda's, your Belinda Friends Church. And he goes, yeah, we have a Bible study that we do in the old sanctuary on uh, on Fridays. And that kind of like kicked me up a little another notch. And so we kept having these little connections. But I think if I ever would have thought that, and I don't know, I don't know if I just was never told, you know, I shouldn't have to be told. That's what I kind of tell my kids. I shouldn't have to do these, tell you to do these things. You should just do them on your own. That's me. That's where they get it from, is that I never stepped out and said, you know what, I'm going to sit down and dedicate myself to learning more about God. It was always going somewhere, hoping somebody would fill me <laughs> with God's word. No, I need, nice. I need you to fill me with God's word. I don't want to do the work. And so um, it sure would have, I think, helped speed things up. Well, it doesn't have to be in the past. No, it's not. We're doing it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I actively now pull up my phone and look at stuff. And, and then it you know, came to you and said, hey, look, at Jack told us to do this thing. This sounds great. Let's do it. And, uh, and it, it's been working. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I just um, looking for other ideas. I know that there's probably there's got to be somebody else out there that's like me. That's like, 90% of the church. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jack's harps on it constantly. <laughs> and Kate says, I never miss Jack's Sunday or Monday service and midweek study. Do you remember how um, how Kate first came to us? Was it was she a fan of Jack's and then found out through us? Do you remember how that all worked out? I can't remember. I thought Kate also came to us on the podcast. Okay. 
probably. She'll tell us in just one second. It's coming all the way from Australia, so it may take a while. <laughs> uh, Kate says. And she reads and studies her Bible every day. Amen. Very cool. Uh, so, Kate, we uh, tell me, it just made me curious, that do you not have a physical, um, like, group of ladies that you do stuff with or people that you walk with that are local to you? I'm curious. Oh, interview with Jack. Jack. Oh, neat. Yeah. I'm so happy you did that. <laughs> that interview. I, I got my, my friends that come on, like, once every month. They come on every so often. Yes, some of them, were, I mean, in the beginning, when we were doing the morning, Chuck was on every day. Almost. Yeah, we had a different morning crowd when we were doing the yes. mornings. The evening, evenings bring out the cool people. <laughs> just kidding, Jet and Chuck, I'm just kidding. Um, shoot, I had a, a really important question to ask you. Oh. Oh, speaking of that, um, so today, this is completely off the cuff, and it's just I just had this mm. thought about us being the light. You know, God wants us to be the light. Yes. God All, wants us every to feed into other people and to share his gospel. Amen. Which is like. Make disciples. I don't want to say it's fertilizer, but it's like, it's like, <laughs> what else could I use? Right? It's the, we're on a plant thing. We're on a yes. plant uh, idea. Um, Watering. So today we were at a football game mm-hmm. uh, that you're, that uh, our, our daughter cheers at mm-hmm. um, and sat next to a couple who clearly has a past. Mm. There's no mistake in it. You see yes. those people that you sit down and you go, oh, you have a past. Um, and we can see it. Yes. <laughs> we can see it written on your face. Yes. Um, and so we see people like that, and you just got to spend some more time uh, with them. And I purposely struck up a conversation. Ah. Did you notice? Oh, is that you? I yeah. thought maybe they said no. something. Look at you stepping out. So that was my that was that was my question. So you see somebody like we did today. Yes. Where does the thought now? Where when when does the thought I I want to I want to within the first thirty give seconds give them some light and to see where that does that have to do with God or does that have to do with just wanting to make friends with people that you're sitting next to? I don't want to make friends. I want to share Jesus. <laughs> Honestly. I don't mean that in a mean way. I'm not looking for like friends to hang out with. I just want to share Jesus. So I am, I, I, I try to be gracious to people and, and it's a prompting. This couple, as Andy says, is clearly has a past, but there's a light on them. And there's a, there was a prompting of the Holy spirit to, uh, to say something nice. I have a feeling that maybe people who don't know them are not necessarily friendly to them because they are somewhat intimidating looking. Mm-hmm. And so when I sat down, I felt prompted to say something. So I told them, I said, you know, you've got a really beautiful daughter out there. And they like, you know, perked up. Oh, thank you. And their daughter is truly beautiful and a She's great on dancer. She's song team for the same yes. high school. And so we just, we got to talking and Andy's like, did you get to bring up Jesus? And I was like, I was this close. <laughs> I had like literally had found the entree because they said they were sober. And I was like, oh, wow, we're sober too. And she says, yeah, I don't miss a program. And then we talked about how good it is for the kids and uh, a healthy and a clean environment is so important raising teenagers th- these days. And then right about when I was about to be like, hey, do you go to church? We had a scruffle on the on the field where the team, like they literally forfeited the game because there was these shenanigans that happened. And I was like, oh, darn, I missed my opportunity. But there's next week. Yes, we see them a lot. So, yes. So they, they show up every game. But they've been on our minds since we, I'm sorry, they've been on our minds since we first yes. saw them, I think. 
both of us. Yes. Because uh, we, uh, and, and just to share with you, I mean, the, the, the man has tattoos on his face and on his neck. and Entire like body. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, people that you recognize that have had a, had a, and they said it, a, a life of drinking and, 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 and quite possibly some other substances. <laughs> and you, you just, you know, listen, I've been a police officer for a long time and I, you don't need to be a cop to recognize people that have had a, a difficult life. Yes. In the sense that they, you know, took some, made some bad choices. Um, but in talking to them, and this is the, this is the next point in talking to them, what I, what I think is so great about God is that he teaches us not to read a book by its cover. Yes. That we can sometimes be hesitant to talk to somebody based on how they look. They look hardened or they look, uh, you know, dangerous. Well, and um, also it's that, am I trying to make a friend? I think you choose who you talk to very differently when that's your p- parameter. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. It's like, can I see myself friends with these people? I wasn't. It, it, that's why. That's not what's prompting me. I'm not looking for friends. So were I to be motivated by that instead, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have chosen them to talk to. It, it wouldn't have been like, wow, you look like a couple that would be, you know, friends that we'd hang out with. But I, I felt, again, it's a prompting of the Holy Spirit of who you're drawn to. And, and why is he drawing you to them? Are, they gonna, are we going to be a blessing to each other? What is it that's, that's a magnet that's pulling us towards us? Is it because we have to share the gospel or is it because they already know the gospel and there are going to be a, a rewarding relationship there? Something is pulling us together. Wow. That is awesome. You know, it's just big, but when they started talking and we started, we like, it, we just started chatting and they, and they, they were great people um, and still are. Nothing happened to them. Yeah. But uh, no, they're good people uh, that we can have very similar thoughts. You found out that, you know, how important it was them for them not to drink any longer in front of their, their children and why that's important and uh, great family people. Yes. She said, she said something really beautiful. She said, I learned how to be present. And I was like, Oh, I hear you, sister. I went through that too. I was not present. She's like, yeah, unfortunately I was young and stupid and drunk uh, for my sons, but uh, I learned Mm -hmm. to be sober and now I'm a much better parent. And and I tell my boys all the time, it's not that I love your sister more. I just know better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just know better now because I guess they get jealous or angry. Oh, you didn't do that stuff for us. And and uh, I was like, and, and we had that in common because though the things, the reasons I may have not been around for my daughter when she was born may be different than theirs, but uh, this, it was the same consequence. All the child knows is that they weren't, you weren't around. They don't really care what the reason was, you know? Um, so it was really, it was a not, really awesome encounter. But it's not too late for her boys too, for her no. to be the parent that she wished she would have been. Right. And she's still, and that's what she mentioned, you know, she says, she, well, she says we have a six bedroom house and none of the kids are gone. They go away and they come back and then they drop off their grandkids, you know, they drop mm-hmm. off their kids. Yeah. And so she says, we got people, I even have a niece now coming by to live with us. So they are that home now wow. uh, where people feel safe and come back. And mm. and it also reminds me of the other people that we've met at Calvary Chapel that we sit next to, uh, you know, a strong couple in Christ that, uh, you know, Jack and his wife. And um, and then uh, there's another gentleman that sits in front of us. It looks very much like the gentleman at the football game that we had a chance to say hi to the other day. Yes. And, sat and we shook hands and, and they turn out to be the sweetest people that you've ever had. It doesn't matter what 
what their face looks like. It doesn't matter what their past is. Yes. They, uh, once you are in the church, cause there's only one church. Yes. The church that Jesus Christ has built through his people. Yes. Not the building, um, that we are all in this together and we have one thing in common and that's him. Amen. And, uh, just, it makes us so great now to, to just not, to not, you know, this, this, the, the visual, uh, doesn't matter. Um, and again, we've met some a lot of different people lately that we would probably in our past life would not have spent Engaged. much time in, yeah, in talking with. So it's been really beautiful. Um, Lisa says she's with you in relationship. She's not there to make friends. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Michael says, truth spoken. Thank you. Guys. And? God has placed them in our care. Awesome. One church. Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's been, a, I mean, there's so many powerful things that come out of the, the, the church that, uh, that we belong to um, with whatever pastor that we happen to be in front of at the time, whether it's Chris Ward or, or Jack, that we, uh, I like this idea of there being one church because listening to the, the yes, people that speak. Yes, it doesn't that, matter what building you no, sit in. There's going to be words of wisdom coming out that we need to, 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 to pluck and, and to use and to maintain. And, and that's that's one of them, the, the, the single church. And the thing. Lord put that on my heart when I first came to Christ because my church was online that I came to Christ to. Mm-hmm. And then when I was going to locally and then I was driving down to Jack and the Lord's like, don't let somebody put you in a box. You know what I mean? I'm taking you each place to learn, to grow, to understand, to meet people, you know? And I just... I'm so grateful that we're on that path together. And that's, I think, another reason why the Lord brought us together is that, you know, you could have turned out to be one of those people that was like, this is my church and this is the only church I'm going to, you know, but you have that same, the Lord has planted that same seed in you, which Mm -hmm. is that curiosity, the whole, you know, where we are the church. I like people from all different walks of life. I don't, it's not important to me where they go. Like we could, you know, we basically, we don't ask anybody you know, oh, you have to come to the same church as us, you know. Uh, it's just, it's it's a beautiful thing to have people from so many different perspectives. I think it's really what the Lord is hoping for in unity in the church in this day and age. Because there's coming a time, folks, when I don't think we're going to be meeting in buildings for much longer. And uh, we have to, we have to stick to with one another. The future is really unknown at this time of what our lives are going to be like. Yeah. And I, uh, so I do this show remnant rising and our topic today was as in the days of Noah. So the Lord says in Matthew 25, I think it is where he explains that it'll be as it was in the days of Noah and, uh, people will be eating and drinking and giving away their children in marriage and it'll come suddenly. But that reference is also to the fact that the Lord in the days of Noah, destroyed civilization because the fallen angels were procreating with humans and they created the Nephilim, the giants. And the Lord didn't want uh, the bloodline, the potential bloodline of Christ to be corrupted. It couldn't be corrupted by the Nephilim. So he wiped them from the earth so that the seed that was coming to the earth for Jesus would be pure. And as in the days of Noah, he's also hinting to us that there will be this issue of transhumanism. And now it's coming to be 
from the mRNA, the, all the vaccine, the mutations of the of the genes, also the chips and things that they're putting in our body. Mm-hmm. So that mutation is now returning. And that's a really worrisome thought. That's the perspective that Alejandra brought, a really great analysis. And she left to me that evilness and wickedness would increase on the earth. And I, tr- I was explaining to people that what is so um, worrisome about what Biden did in that speech was he used buzzwords that those of us in national security and intelligence understand that those words have very significant meaning. So when you say want to use political violence, that they advocate political violence, that's the definition of, of domestic terrorism. So once you say a group of people do not abide by the rule of law and they and they um, engage in political violence, you're basically categorizing a whole swath, millions and millions of Americans as terrorists. And it dehumanizes them, it demoralizes them, and it's like Hitler. Mm. Basically, if you dehumanize a set of people as the enemy, then the people, the next step is, well, if I take away their rights, are you gonna, will the other side complain? No, take away their rights. Take away their 501c3 status of the churches. The other thing that came to me that the that the Lord brought up, sorry, I'm going on about this, but I'm mm. super passionate about it, um, was the uh, harping on the issue that the kids are basically a ward of the state, that the reason they are responsible for education and parents should not have a role in education is by separating and this whole you know, the gender reassignment surgery, the right to an abortion, the gender affirmation policy is that when they can separate the kids from the parents, then they, when they criminalize the ch- parents' behavior, they could take possession of the children. Then that's when you have CPS coming in the home being, are you forcing your girl to be a girl? You know, or just a simple thing like that. Are you telling your girl who says she's a boy that she has to be a girl? And they can criminalize that behavior mm-hmm. because California they're is doing that. And so they're basically separating us so that if they want to persecute, criminalize, prosecute uh, the parents, they could take possession of the children. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's so really it's a very um, it's a very dramatic thing. And I, I don't know. I know people are upset by what he had said. And it's a very emotional response because it was so demeaning and, and offensive. But it has significant legal criminal ramifications uh, for doing that. Right. Uh, well, I want to talk to Moody Me 43 says, do not be anxious about everything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Moody Me 43 from Twitch. Thank you for watching on Twitch. We love our Twitch viewers. Lisa says. The good outcome is the party of the parents are both liberal, conservative, and in the middle everywhere. Yes, that's yeah. <laughs> the parent party. Yes, the parental rights movement. Right, that's what I've been speaking to on my, on my show. Uh, Kate says, I'm staying a pure blood human, just as God created me to be. I know whom I believe in and am persuaded that he will keep me until that day, sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. Yeah, Lisa agrees. California's trying to do that right now. Yes. Everything they can. And what's strange is they're also trying to kill babies at birth. 
all the way up to birth. I mean, it was for up to 30 days after birth. Yeah. But I, we think that they've uh, decided, well, maybe that's going too far for now. They'll, they'll bring it back later if they continue to stay into power. Uh, Iris says. I'm so glad you're sharing insights on all these issues with that speech. Thank you. It was uh, and it, the oh, another really important factor that we brought up, Ephesians 6, where we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and powers in the heavenly, evil forces in the heavenly realm, because it's very important. And the imagery he used is so important that we always keep in mind that it's not the man, it is not the person, it is the demonic force behind it. Because if we don't fight in the spiritual realm, we will never gain a foothold. Even though we have the authority, we will not gain dominion and authority over the demonic realm if we pretend it's not there and we keep attacking people. We need to fight um, on a spiritual level, not only upholding biblical truth and standing courageously on those biblical truths, but also understanding that this is a demonic war. And I think that backdrop, everybody who not even, you didn't even have to be Christian were like, wow, that was so demonic. That was so evil looking. I think it was a sign from the Lord to us as Christians. I need you to see this for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, what the man said, um, it's upsetting that the president of the United States would say it, but we need to understand that it's a demonic battle behind it and just to stay conscious of that. Right. And I know that he's the one who said it and, and he's the, the guy in the white house right now, but that, that speech was written by a large number of people. Exactly. Yes. By a large number of people, the set, the lighting, the camera angles, the, the Marines. And the best of the best. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot. There's a there's probably what would you say? A hundred people that are involved in every aspect of this that then nobody said, oh, the red. No, (laughs) they probably it was probably worse. You imagine what the first draft was (laughs) of the speech of what it was supposed to. I I think they may have had him in like a devil suit. (laughs) And he goes, maybe that's going a little too far. We'll drop the devil suit. I'm surprised they didn't bring the Easter Bunny back to stand there behind him. But uh uh, so this is this is a way bigger than just one man saying these words on television. The you know the networks who did cover it. I understand some networks refused to put it on. Well, I understand. I, yes. I don't know because I don't watch. Uh, but maybe one network. I watch two networks: um, uh, Newsmax, OAN, and uh, Fox. But um, you just you just think about all the decision makers that decided. You know what? This is this is this is the fi- this final this final draft. That, that's is what why we got. That's why so many people feel like it was a battle cry, mm-hmm. that it was a declaration of war. Yeah. And it was, uh, I, I like this point that Lisa says um, above here. She says that uh, Jonathan Kahn, yeah, he's a great uh, speaker, author. He's a Messianic Jew who's a prolific writer and really emphasizing we have a small window to stand up and be part of the spiritual battle and share the gospel and truth to open minds and change hearts. Yes. I mean, at the end of the day, we know who wins this battle, but... On earth, until the uh, until the Lord returns, we don't win. We need to save as many people as possible. It's like Noah and the ark. We get as many two by two into the ark. But at the end, it is the Lord that redeems. And mm-hmm. it's the Lord that will restore. We, we do not fix this without him. So mm-hmm. um, that's a really important, that's a really important point to keep in mind. And I really think that, you know, they can... 
They cannot arrest murderers, rapists, um, you know, people getting, who assault other people, people that are carjacking other people's cars. They don't arrest those people, but they're arresting uh, conservatives that are uh, on the side of good policy for this country and constitution and the constitutional republic and are for that. And they're arresting pastors in not only the United States, but in Canada, and, but yet releasing murderers. Um, it's, it's and and uh, I have this uh, this graphic, what, what's going to be happening in Illinois. They no longer can hold people that get arrested for sexual assault, for um, battery, for a whole number of things. They, can, they can't even hold them any longer. Those, those are see, new laws. If you really... If you reframe this as a mm. demonic battle where uh, Biden is a figurehead, right? Yeah. But you imagine Satan himself is in charge of this battle. Then he dispatches his demons to say, okay, now I need you to release the minions. He needs the army. Yeah. We're raising an army. He's raising an army. So he needs them on the streets because mm -hmm. they are going to fill the earth with corruption. They are going to fill the earth with wickedness. So it's not even, I don't know, I think we're at the point where we don't even need to think about it in every little step. We just need to understand that this is all part of a demonic plot against human, against humankind, against God. Right. And then one last point on, on that, what I was talking about is that what they're hoping is that it will cause a number of people to be too fearful to speak up. And they're hoping that they're going to push back hard enough that, some, that, that the fearful that's why we call this the Living Fearless Devotional, and I call it the Fearless Man Podcast, because we God did not create us to be fearful. He did not create us to to hide in a put our heads in the sand. Our job is to stand up and be strong uh, for God and His voice and His gospel. Um, it is not to back down. And I, I caution people all the time: your silence is what is causing this to continue. The in hiding from it and saying, you know, I just don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make any waves. I don't want to upset my family. Okay. okay, then then you're gonna have to deal with the consequences. But uh, that little window, I, I really like the way that you put that little window. Yeah, Lisa. Oh, a little window of opportunity. Yeah. Uh, to fight back is is growing smaller and smaller, uh, and we just no November is going to be one of those is a, is a big date. It's not the only date, but it is a big date coming up that we have to make sure and uh, show up at the at the ballot box. <laughs> because I think. Uh, I think really as a bellwether where this is going, if the Republicans don't take the House back, I think th it, that timetable is, <laughs> is sped up, <laughs> yep. you know, because if they do see again, understanding it in the heavenly realm and the, and the demonic realm is that if the Lord allows that to happen, then that means he's granting us respite because mm. that's what Trump was. Trump was respite. Forget who he was as a man, but his policies and what he did to protect us was the Lord's respite. He gave us mercy for a period of time. But if we continue to do abomination and wickedness on the earth. Uh, Ob abomination. Ab yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. Uh, Realizing Barabbas arresting Jesus. <laughs> a similar title to uh, yeah. Nabil Qureshi's book. Like a good book. Yeah. Uh, is that really a book? Is yeah, that, I mean, it sounds yeah. like it would make a good book title if it's not. Uh, thousands are rioting and protesting in Prague over energy bills. They're burning their energy bills and thousands of people are rising up against the government. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy things happening in Europe that we don't even see. Yeah.
the UK has skyrocketing uh, inflation and uh, all kinds of stuff going on right now. No, it's it's Greece, way worse than ours. It's collapsing. Yeah. Uh, climate crisis lockdowns are next. Yeah, Absolutely. especially when they can turn off the cars. Did you read this one? Uh, no. I think Lisa's talking about uh, Jonathan Kahn, that the demonic uh, forces have been around forever. Yes, yeah. that's what we talked about today. Needs And he needs us to rescue as many people before the rapture as possible. All right. Well, we got on a whole uh, subject matter there. Kate's got to go. Hey, Kate, we wanted you to see something first, and then we'll... Um... Oh, very cool. Um, I'll, I'll bring that up in one second. But here we have uh, a new little video. I, it's, it's really quick. Just uh, want to get your... Oops, sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Where are we at? I'm trying to get rid of this thing. There we go. Because I want to put up this video. Here, watch this. Tell us what you think. Stand by. Hey, did you like that? Did you hear the roar of the lion? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to end our shows with, but uh, just had that made uh, today. So we'll be ending on that note. Um, how, how about um, how about closing us in prayer? Yes. Do you want to read Hosea too, the scripture? Oh, shoot. All right, Hosea, really quick. Hosea 14.8. Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me, says the Lord. Awesome. All right, let's pray for... Uh... And hold on, we got a couple more oh, comments. Sorry. Jan liked it, and uh, <laughs> Lisa loved the video. Nice. Thank you. Andy's very savvy with these things. <laughs> All right. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for saving us and redeeming us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, this battle's already won, Lord, and you will make uh, the enemy the footstool of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we are so eagerly awaiting his return. But until then, empower us, Lord, with faith and with courage and with strength to preach the gospel boldly and to reach out to as many people as we possibly can to bring them to the knowledge and the saving grace of Christ, Lord. Uh, use us however you deem fit. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice to you and we're grateful to be of service. We are honored to be the royal priesthood, Lord. And we ask that you protect our homes and the minds of our young children, our communities, our cities, our towns, and that you continue to grant us respite, Lord, that we intercede on the behalf of our country and our people, that you will um, accept our repentance on their behalf and that you will heal our land, Lord. And the abomination of killing children would come to an end and we would be able to move forward with the victories we have against overturning Roe v. Wade and the governments would not be allowed to turn that back, Lord. We, we despise what people do to the unborn, Lord, and we ask that you allow us to intercede on their behalf. Uh, thank you for your love and your mercy, for your grace in our lives, and it's in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Whew, thank you. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Um, hope we didn't bring too many people down. But, uh, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is here. Uh, to live as Christ and to die as Yes, yes. it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. All right, we love you guys. Take care. Talk Good night. Bye. Oh, hi. I thought I clicked that off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>